2: Oh, Jeremy you sweet boy you uh, get, by the way welcome to quality time uh, here we are my name is Eric your host uh, every week I'm here and I'm also joined by my blood my brother mr. Jeremy P Woodworth Jeremy how are you sir
3: yeah Gramps it worked you, I you helped thanks Gramps <laughs>
2: did you you got you got technical support from Gramps of the Robin Joe show
3: yeah, I call him up every I have computer problems.
2: <laughs> that's good. That's good for our fan base, I think. <laughs> Just immediately, <laughs> that's good. Jeremy, welcome. Uh, and I'm also joined by the very lovely, very talented, my other co-host, Miss Ashley Pontius. Ashley, how are you, Love?
4: I'm good, Daddy.
2: That's good. I didn't feel like you are good. The words came out like that, but it sounded it sounded like there was hurt. In those words hurt I don't oh, know no, I just have a horrible migraine there you, that's the hurt okay very nice uh, you
4: know well, what I do when I'm... I
3: get a migraine I take like five aspirin and then I get an amazing nosebleed <laughs> <laughs> See,
4: that's, that's so funny I don't get nosebleeds but I do get stomach ulcers from those so yeah I don't I don't do that anymore but somebody did offer me oxy last night so that whoa I taken that oxyclean
2: blade. nice
3: that's good for your clothes. It cleans clothes very well. It does. It also yeah. works great with cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> you know those guy that guy that did those commercials, that bear grills guy who sold the oxygen. Uh, it's Oxy not bear grills. It's not Billy gr-
2: Mays. Billy Mays, yes. <laughs> That guy cuts cuts the fucking coke with OxyClean, cleans your insides out, and amplifies the effects. That other voice you hear, by the way, is this week's guest, uh, comedian extraordinaire. Love that she's finally here on the Quality Time Pod. Give it up for Megan Gray's Megan. Welcome
5: hi good to be here
2: i'm happy too you know this is uh this is your first uh foray what do you uh what are you expecting from this getting into the quality time podcast i know this is probably the highlight of maybe your sunday two o'clock only um but what is it i i don't know i'm just what are you expecting do you know anything about the show and what we do here
5: i do um i am expecting to talk to you guys about one of my favorite horror movies and, you know, have... Have a have a great time. I wasn't expecting this pop quiz, like, all right, go which episode did we talk about this previously? Well, Testing how much of a quality time podcast listener I am. Yeah,
2: I, mean, I don't I don't anticipate any guests to have ever listened to our show. I've never
3: in fact this is <laughs> the first sure time I've ever put that out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she can go on the show so that she can get a lot of shit to talk to real comedians about how fucked up we are. So
4: Yeah, yeah, I get that. And that makes sense. Don't worry if you've never listened. I made the mistake of listening before I was a guest on the show. And now I'm on on the show, so don't. Yes, I
5: don't listened watch. to the one you guys did with Sarah because I love Sarah.
4: Is it, Oh, Sarah
2: Roach. Is just She's such a gem, and The Serpent and the Rainbow was such a bad movie that I just, I, it's perfect <laughs> and on brand for us to watch something like that. So it I was couldn't a good, tell
3: the difference between that and Independence Day. I thought we were doing Independence
2: Day. <laughs> I, that's my favorite is, hey, this is, uh, uh, this is going back in the time machine, and I don't remember which movie it was, but we had got gotten through like 80 percent of the film and jeremy just goes yeah i didn't really watch the movie today so he's just
3: 20 <laughs> he he percent uh, of the time i don't watch the movie
5: <laughs> hey man that is how i graduated with an english degree i didn't read a single one of those books
3: oh, i just man. talk
5: with confidence and people believe you
3: hey, you know what works great cliff notes cliff- <laughs>
2: I I sit here and spend, for every hour of movie, I spend two hours of show prep re- listening to the movie, recording all the audio, ripping clips, and Jeremy can't be troubled to actually watch it. And it just makes me feel so good in my heart that I have the dedicated team here of my, my sweet brother always having my back.
4: Um, but actually I always get mad whenever we have a movie and we're prepping for it so we have to watch it before the episode. And especially if I'm like not feeling well and Eric will be like, Oh my God, Ashley, you don't have to do the episode today And I'm like, I paid three ninety nine for this god awful movie <laughs> oh. the episode.
2: <laughs> uh we are we are – I uh, listen, uh, we always appreciate when, uh, when Ash, you're on the show every week. Uh, but I do – because we're dear friends, I know if you're having a tough week, I'm like, listen, you need to sit this one out because you might flip out because you have to talk to the great Chris Restivo. I understand. Um,
4: okay. I got drunk one episode
2: <laughs> out of this year, okay?
4: One episode where I was belligerent and drunk. I gotta be honest. In the stand-up community, I'm doing pretty good.
2: You are, you are, and you know who else is doing really good? Our guest this week, Megan, uh, comedy. What, let's let's get through some of the. How long have you been in the comedy game now? And uh, tell us a little bit about that your your love or maybe your hatred for it. I'm not even sure.
5: I so this October will be three years for me, nice. which feels crazy. I feel like I'm, like, not allowed to say that I'm new at it anymore, which was always, like, a nice crutch to have. Um, <laughs> now people actually have, like, expectations for me. I uh, I love stand-up comedy. I have missed it dearly, and I'm um, looking forward to getting back into it this summer. After April 27th, I will be fully vaccinated, and oh. I will be right back in those open mics and I will remember Mm. like in my brain I'm remembering it so fondly but I know as soon as I'm back in like the open mic world I'm going to be like oh this is this is not what I I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know how I forgot about this.
2: Yeah, I mean, if it's one thing, listen, 2020 was a depressing year with the pandemic and us being on lockdown, things being closed. But you know what I didn't do in 2020? I didn't bomb in an open mic and then have to sit in my car and think about why I never went to HVAC school. You know what I mean? Like, And that's what I miss most about the world is the crippling depression of going to an open mic with 12 other people who are also on that open mic and none of of them are laughing because they're just waiting for their turn to talk. Uh,
5: it's a truly humbling experience. Honestly, I think my confidence has gotten a little out of hand. I need to be
3: taken down a
2: notch. <laughs> oh, so three years into the game. Um, is there, Can I interview her real quick? Yeah, No, you can't. You're not even a kid. <laughs> Yeah, of course Jeremy. If you have a question, go for it.
3: <laughs> so Megan, you have like a perfect like horror actress name with Graves or 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 have you thought about maybe getting into like haunts like uh Kim's Crypt and be like Megan Graves and this is like her own special room where she scares you and everything.
5: I mean that is just my one night stands. <laughs> as what that experience is. <laughs> I, I have gotten a lot of through the years. Like I saw a tweet the other day where it was um, the last name Graves on like a gravestone. And somebody was like, this feels like putting a hat on a hat. And I was like, listen.
3: <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, speaking of Graves, we're a very big fan of uh, monster trucks. And we all have trucks that say we love uh, Digger. So. Yeah, yeah, my, you love
2: dig- uh, Grave Digger. I got you. Yeah. I like it.
5: My high school powder puff name where you got to like put a thing on the back of your shirt was Gravedigger.
4: <laughs> hell yeah. Oh, I love that, Megan. Mine was Brick Wall because a girl once ran into me and I didn't know it and she fell down.
2: <laughs> hey. Oh my god. True story. I know this is rehashing it from last week's episode. <laughs> oh, I got that I weird thing. What? what the fuck? I got that weird thing with my throat where it's what like you get hell? like a bubble in it. Anyway, look. No, um last week Ashley mentioned that one thing that she does to people she doesn't like when she was in high school is that she actually plays dead and possum, which is probably my That was
4: th- elementary school. That was not high school. <laughs> <laughs> I just I'm 17 never gonna, years hey, old.
2: Hey, I love that like Ashley when she's in an uncomfortable conver- like conversation or something she doesn't like, she just all you she basically does the same thing that Woody and Buzz do from Toy
4: Story, which is like, <laughs> like just, <laughs> Eric is mad because I did it to him one time. I didn't respond for like two days, and he's like, Did she die just to get away from me? But then somebody ratted me out and they're like I saw Ashley at an open mic last night and he's like that
2: stupid bitch you're not going to believe this the second you weren't watching her she was up moving around again I was like, god <laughs> damn it you make my serial killer fantasy
4: impossible uh, yeah, you're like, what the hell I run away with your kids on my back like a possum and I'm just like come on girls let's go let's you get will, away from your dad you live a
2: Rumpelstiltskin-esque life
3: so, uh, so if our uh, listeners don't know Megan Graves she looks very young I'm assuming almost teens if not early 20s maybe Um, but um megan since you look so young and if if you haven't met everybody in the local comedy weinstein era um (laughs) do you draw the line at like guys over 40 or age 50
5: i it's all depends on how much money they have jeremy
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not talking about myself, but there is like, there. We did have a co- comedian who did prefer 14 year olds. So. Yeah. Oh,
2: who was the comedian who preferred preferred
3: 14 year olds? I, I don't know. We don't. It could him. be like, any he's of almost, them. Almost, a, almost a friend.
4: Oh, I don't even. This is going the route that I dreamed it would. I okay. was like, what is going to happen if I bring Megan on the show? I and didn't this...
5: know we were going to talk about Chris D'Elia today, but that's fine.
3: <laughs> oh, there's another one. Yeah, the yeah. Weinstein Brothers. All right. Chris D'Elia oh, so is.
2: Crystalia is great. I saw that meme of uh Crystalia where it says uh it it was like the it was the old school 90s TV on a cart like this and it was a picture of Crystalia on the screen is like when your boyfriend's coming to school to break up with you. And <laughs> which I I did love that. I did.
4: I have to say Megan was totally right though in bringing him up because just like her I was super disappointed. I think we both used to shop at <laughs> Delia's. <laughs> and they made the cutest clothing we should have known the whole time that it was just a horrible stand-up comedian making tiny crop tops that said tbt
5: the fact that he played a pedophile on tv knowing that that he himself was a pet it's it's bold
2: for lack of
5: a better word it's bold
2: (laughs) what I, i mean the thing that i like if anything though Hats off to the guy who did the casting because really what you want is somebody who could tap into the character and who That's better? That's need working
4: for the police. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. yeah.
2: Casting He's directors there. is who really should be finding all these pedophiles. They hire them constantly. so <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's, it's really bad when you get typecasts like, you really look like a pedophile. You'd probably be a good pedophile.
5: Wow. <laughs> no, wow. How did you know? I'm an excellent pedophile.
2: Ne- neat. I've never been so offended. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take this bag of candy that I carry around for the kids. I'm going to take it. I'm going to leave because I feel disrespected. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Me and my van with the blacked out windows are leaving here. <laughs>
3: I, I hate to say, I just saw one of my favorite Sarah Silverman's where she tries to make vans into a good thing. And Patton Oswalt is, of course, one of the, the pedophile van drivers. But she's like, it's a party van. All the kids love it. <laughs>
2: uh sarah silverman i heard in her long forgotten very offensive show which i believe did have uh have a blackface episode if i'm a, if i as sarah silverman in blackface as i recall
3: oh, wow. oh yeah that's sure. right she was with blues uh singers yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
2: that was good that was uh i <laughs> that was it <that> was <laughs> past the year 2000 that happened that's very very funny in 2021 you know it's i'm finally glad that we were <laughs> We finally have, think that Blackface is wrong.
3: <laughs> he does have one of my favorite songs that has the N-word in it. Oh,
2: so. uh, yeah. That Jeremy has a collection. It's all it is. Uh, it's in that one file. Um, tell you
3: about that other song no, that has the N-word
2: No, in it. I've had Stop enough. Stop telling me about
3: songs that have the N-word in it. Damn
2: it. Anyway, let's uh, go ahead and hop into, unless, Jeremy, you have some fun story you need to tell us about every week. Can we hop into tonight's film? No, enough of me. Okay, cool. Well, uh, this week we are going over the 2009 classic. I'll call it a classic. Jennifer's Body, which uh, I'm excited. I actually, I not only because this is a, a very underappreciated movie that, I'm going to be honest with you, so underappreciated, I hadn't watched it until this week. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's probably
3: know. the best movie ever featuring Green Day. Is <laughs> <laughs> That's It's Green
2: Day's Low Shoulder. <laughs> I do love I love the soundtrack. Uh, this is actually the... I recognized it right away. This is the band The Sword while she's uh, swimming uh, semi-nude in the lake at one part. So, great score. Written by uh, Diablo Cody, uh, who actually wrote this the exact same time she wrote Juno that came out in 2007. Uh, so, and uh, also has a female director in Karen, uh, Karen Kazama, which is, uh, uh, if I have a little fun tidbit about Karen Kazama. It, it, in February 2016, uh, she interviewed with the New York Times while trying to illustrate how complete uh, how completely the studio's all-male marketing team department misunderstood the point of this movie. Directed uh, Director Kazama recalled that one of their marketing ideas was for Megan Fox to do live chats with am- amateur porn sites. Uh, Kazama said that she begged them not to even mention the idea to Fox because she will become so dispirited. It was
4: crushing. So God. But- I love working with men,
5: right? <laughs> it is the love of male-dominated industry.
2: I, I just imagine the guy who's like, Karen, come into my office. And he's like just chewing gum like, get this, Megan Fox, get her hot tits out there. Amateur porn stars. We sell Jennifer's body. Doesn't sound like a good idea. Like and it's just God. That's the level of of suck for that has to be high. Uh, you know, as our as our half of our show today is is woman. I feel like you. This is something you two have probably experienced is horrible male ideas.
5: Oh God, you guys are just full
3: of them. Full of fan know and it's. <laughs> oh, great. So, Five minutes and they're already talking racism. Great. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes. Um. So, uh, no, I do. But I do like this movie and it does have an important message, I feel like. Uh, but more than anything, uh, you know, it's it's touted as this great Megan Fox fil- film. But Amanda Seyfried is fucking phenomenal in here. And. I must say I love her in um, in big Love. She's a fucking 10 out of ten in that movie uh, or in that show. and I love her in this. We're and of course, listen. I am I'm very open about my love of the movie Mean Girls. I've said it over and over again. Um where has she been since like the mid two thousands though, apart from this film? I don't see her in anything she's been doing these a lot. days. She
4: did yeah, she's done a ton, Eric. She did uh Mamma Mia, which isn't really my thing, but it did very well. Um and then she also was in uh Les, Les Miserables.
2: Oh, a so music. she's been in like classy musicals. That's why I haven't seen it.
3: And also, she fills in on like a lot of manga cartoons, but she doesn't even have to be animated because of her eyes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: she does. She does have a Disney princess filter look to her. Uh, I will mm-hmm. admit that. That is. Uh, that's a strong, good, good pickup there, Jer. Good pickup.
3: Very large eyes. <laughs>
2: So the uh, the movie starts off as uh, told by Needy, who's play, who uh, Amanda Seyfried plays in this film, and uh, it starts out by uh, her telling everybody that, uh, well, she's in a, a mental institution, and she's about to tell her everyone how she got there. What the hell
1: is a teenage girl? <laughs> I guess I'm not exactly perfect myself, but at least I have my fans. I mean, I get letters every day, mostly from perverts and chesters, but still,
3: I'm kind of the shit.
2: She is kind of the shit. That she is.
3: Um, Is that that a nod to uh, the um, uh, ain't no, no guys driving by me yelling out, otherwise known as a Chester?
2: I don't. Think scrubs. I understand? I don't. Scrubs. Oh. Song scrubs. oh, I don't right. want no Anybody scrubs. Chester, the, yeah, Jeremy. Uh, I, for a second there, I didn't think you were speaking a language that was English. Uh, you know that, that rap group with, with those black girls that sing, and they're, they're like in TLC. Their rhythm and R and B. I like it.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. T H th- C. I love that. Yeah, thing.
4: you know that channel about those big fat girls that are sisters <laughs> that won't lose weight. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, uh, we find out that uh, Needy is in the hospital, but in the mental ward. But uh, she's a bit of a kicker. And uh, listen, Needy goes fucking hard.
4: I like toastums. Well, that's good. I'm not sure toastum can
0: provide sufficient energy during your day. I recommend more complex carbohydrates. She fucking
2: whacks this bitch like ten feet across the room.
0: I recommend
1: you shut the fuck up
2: just goes hard needy goes so hard in this movie constantly and is there going to be a john cena drop every time she goes hard maybe there will be maybe there will be
4: so wait <laughs> this is the bit you warned me about
2: yes that's it <laughs> and i'm not it, it's it's hard it's woven into the so sound
4: i'm sorry to jeremy and to, to Megan. i just want to take a moment though for me to to revisit the conversation we had (laughs) pre-episode you're like I just want you guys to laugh along with me which kudo Eric taking big risks fully support but I just want to know what went through your head when you're like these two women on my podcast they are gonna totally know John Cena's drop and gonna be like that's yes, it. you <laughs> you called it. She, this needs, was the, right. she needs
2: John Cena music every time she kicks somebody through a thing or stabs a demon in the chest. I I think that's what was necessary.
4: This you know feels good. So funny?
5: <laughs> when I was watching this and I saw the kick again, I was like, Eric's going to think that's fucking cool. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Eric is going to love that kick. <laughs>
3: I, I think the best part is that she was just about to warn her about that uh demon that flies around and eats people's eyes
2: <laughs> yes that's exactly what we thought um so uh she does mention though that uh ever since she's got into there she's uh she's been kind of losing it but she's a little loose around the edges
1: i wasn't always this cracked i used to be normal well, as normal as any girl under the influence of teenage hormones. But after the killings began, I started to feel, I don't know, loose around the edges or something.
2: I've never described anything as feeling loose around the edges. I don't, uh, I don't know.
4: You've never had an eight-incher. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I got a couple things that are loose around the edges, I'll say.
2: <laughs> you know who else get has never me. had an eight-inch My wife in the last 11 years, let me tell you. <laughs> 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 uh, so uh, we get taken uh, to Devil's Kettle, which just sounds like a regular hometown name. Uh, famous. It's what f- I call my <laughs> Famous for its wonderful little waterfall there that has a uh, a giant whirlpool that uh, just goes to nowhere, probably to the depths of hell. Uh, this actually is a real waterfall. It's in Minnesota. You can go and uh, see this little whirlpool, and uh, it actually goes down to like a glacier level, something. I don't know. It's all I read about it, and I tried to sound smart
4: there. So that makes sense because Minnesota is the butt crack of hell. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's, that's where what, all the crazy people are made. <laughs> they wake up and they're like, <laughs> "We made another one today."
2: <laughs> yeah, if you if you need to know how crazy Minnesota is, just know that that's where Brock Lesnar is from, and he looks like a shaved polar bear that fights people for money. <laughs> um,
4: that, <laughs> that hurts because I feel like that could also describe my body type. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I just want to confess that I stole that joke from Louie Anderson. So
2: Thank you. You mean you stole it from Mike Quinlan's baby picture? How
4: exciting. Uh, <laughs> that picture, my God. Megan, do yourself a favor and look up Mike Quinlan's Instagram at his beautiful baby picture. Hey, it's me, baby I Mike saw, Quinlan.
5: I saw Tommy's little rendition of the picture with the, like, Moving its mouth and stuff. <laughs> Excellent.
2: Beautiful little baby boy. So, uh... He's
3: still available, ladies. No, he's not. What?
2: No, he's very married now. He's very when married. When did he get
4: married? <laughs> Remember, he... Remember he got married in Japan, you know, yeah. like any normal white person would do.
2: How long ago was that? Uh, probably like at least the, a year or so. I think it's okay. Oh uh, well, I'm
3: out. I'm out of the loop.
4: Whatever.
2: You? The-
3: you? <laughs> so, uh, hey, is, uh, is are they making another Transformers movie this year? I don't
2: I don't know it sounds on topic though I like it. All right. So uh we do get to see uh a little bit of uh Jennifer you know uh Needy is kind of a, a bit of the the bookworm stereotypical keeps to herself uh, 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 academic student while Jennifer her best friend played by Megan Fox is the uh, uh, A of Fox and B like the, the head of the cheerleading team and stuff like that I have a little audio explaining their relationship here
1: there's Jennifer only back then we were tight sisters practically people found it hard to believe that a babe like Jennifer would associate with a dork like me sandbox love never dies
2: And as she's hopping around to this fun emo music.
1: What? She's my best friend.
2: (laughs) And that's the first time I've ever heard the term lesbian gay.
4: That's, you know. Am I wrong, Megan? Is this not our (laughs) relationship? I'm like, look, look at this picture. Does this nude look okay? You're like, mm, take a little more off near the, near the, butt. Like, <laughs> just a little, just <laughs> take a little off the top.
3: <laughs> Can't give the only fans everything in the first night.
2: Yeah, no, you gotta, you gotta give it in stages. Um, I, do, I know yeah, nothing my, about all anything. All my Gabe
3: subscribers always want to see my butthole open. I'm like, I'm not going to open it for you.
2: No, no. It's, uh, that's Jeremy. And we thank you for that more than anything. That right. psoriasis, ridden body that you have there. <laughs> right. I got a niche. You know. Yeah, I have. Everybody's everybody's got a niche. I think. Uh, we need. Uh, we get to meet Chip, uh, played by Johnny Simmons, who's uh, uh, Needy's boyfriend. And I, I don't know. I just wrote down the the phrase. He looks like wet bread. I don't know what that means. Like, does that accurately describe the boyfriend Chip as wet bread?
3: Yeah, Chip sucks. <laughs> isn't, he, isn't he the same kid from Almost Famous?
2: I don't know. Is I see. He? he might be.
3: Let um... me look like him, though.
2: Now that
5: you said it I could see it But aren't those movies Like far apart
2: Yeah I
4: feel like This guy's just Perpetually
5: 15 years old
4: He (laughs) he does kind of Look like he is though Because he was in Scott Pilgrim Versus the world And he played a 16 year old In that Maybe he I
5: need to do what This guy is doing I have a similar Trajectory ahead of me
2: (laughs) He actually has the fucking succubus demon that's keeping him young this entire time. I'm pretty sure uh, that and all those it's fucking. The only way I still get work. <laughs> all those Olson twins' uh, anti-aging drugs. He's just fucking popping them left and right. Anyway, wait,
4: which Olson? Well, I was say, do you mean Elizabeth or you mean the twins? Because yeah, they are the not twins. aging well. I'm so sorry, well, ladies.
2: <laughs> well, that's because they took them off the magic drugs that kept their growth stunted all those years. So God, now
4: I'm just depressed. <laughs> that's a
2: that's a real thing. They would give them like hormones. They're like, oh, this'll this'll suppress puberty for another couple years. <laughs>
4: yeah, oh my God so sad now you know
5: child (laughs) stars really go through it and then they turn into adults and we're like oh my god this person does not know how to act like a person and we're shocked by it we're like this person who had their growth suppressed and was in front of a camera for 10 hours a day at five years old weird that they're weird
2: Weird." (laughs) yes
5: (laughs) (laughs) wonder what happened there
2: So uh they head to the rock show to go see low shoulder uh a a fun new band and needy uh uh mentions that she can't look too hot so it doesn't upset Jennifer now do you guys have friends like this? is this a thing ladies where you have a hot friend who's just like she can't I can't hang out with her and look try to look hotter than her is this is, is this a real thing
5: um i have never experienced that which makes me worry that i'm the one that people are like we can't look hotter than her she will lose her shit
4: (laughs) (laughs) no megan it's just not possible
2: oh man that was that was a nice moment
4: um we're two different people guys guys that are into me are either not into megan or vice versa there's no real competition because it's not like which of us do you like more (laughs) It's not really... There's no in-between. There's no in-between. There's not really a competition that makes sense. It's like, would you like the very mature, very financially sound, skinny one, or would you like the very financially disrupted, very thick one that looks like a bag of garbage?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'll take the garbage. Uh, (laughs) So... uh, as they walk into The uh, the Rock Show, which is at a little dive bar, uh, we meet two potential Jennifer suitors. One happens to be a cameo appearance by Chris Pratt, who's playing Roman. Uh, the other, who is the lead singer of Low Shoulder, Nikolai, played by Adam Brody. Now, fun fact, and I didn't even have to look this up, Chris Pratt and uh, Adam Brody also starred alongside in the show The O.C. for four seasons. So, fun fun little story about that. Have I watched The O.C.? See it unwillingly over the last 10 years of my life because my wife who's around the corner doing laundry down here can hear this uh yes i've seen many many episodes of the oc and uh, i have to be honest with you really liked how adam brody got to stretch his chops in this film
4: i feel dumb because you told me that before and i don't think i understood i thought you said you were super into od and i was like yeah it's coming <laughs>
3: Does is, is OC stand for Original Crankster? No,
2: it stands for Orange County where all the beautiful people have all their horrible, rich high school problems. It's a great show.
3: Um, I really like Ocean City, Maryland. I call that OC. <laughs>
4: yeah, the OC. Same type well, of Similar people. energy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah same, same type of people, just different tax brackets. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I got this place. It's Bayside. It's pretty sweet. You guys will like it. It's in a wide, It's in a double-wide trailer.
4: <laughs> Could you guys imagine they make a show about people that go to Ocean City and do it like the OC where they're just like, um, so I've been fighting with Derek because he showed up with Kelsey at the dough roller, and I was really mad because they split a fry, and then they went to Secrets without me.
5: <laughs> You're describing the Jersey Shore, but like- if it was in Maryland, It's
2: yeah, the same. Yeah, you're not going to believe this, but Sandra got pissed cuz I was up showing her man cuz I wore a new pair of new balances with fresh new socks that day. <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah, we were socks down just the, that day.
3: Yeah, we were driving down the ocean. We found out Felicia was pregnant she's only 12 years old i was we find if she was 14 oh
2: gosh all right so uh um, could have waited at
3: least another year
2: <laughs> she uh jennifer then goes and flirts with nikolai uh and goes to buy him a drink but uh needy overhears him being a total cock and uh says hey that's my friend and uh, uh and uh you know she just tries to step in but uh Neat. Jennifer comes, seems unfazed by this new info, and she says, I'm not a virgin. I'm not even a backdoor virgin after Roman, meaning that Chris Pratt got to fuck her in the ass, which is pretty a, a pretty fun little tidbit right there. Now, uh, this movie... Uh, this is one of the things that had to be changed from the original film because in the original they did say she 's not even an anal virgin, but to avoid an n c seventeen reigning they had to put in the word backdoor virgin which uh I thought was a, weird people don
5: 't like the word anal
2: uh, yeah i don 't know why i like i like anal in fact i saw a uh <laughs> <laughs> I saw i saw this funny meme uh that was uh I forget the meme guy's name. I, I'll, I'll drop it at the end of the episode when I figure this out. But uh, it was a picture of Thanos, and it said Thanos. Uh, it was Thanus, and it was it was just an asshole for his face. And I, I really enjoyed that. That's a, that's my kind of pun right there.
3: Uh, Being a real audiophile, I'm really into anal bum covers. Oh,
2: anal bum. You mean an album cover, yeah, mister. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> Uh, they go up and rock it pretty good with some of the, the softest rock I've ever heard from the lips of Adam Brody in my entire life. Uh, he needs a—and um, uh, you can see that Needy at one point kind of reaches her hand over and holds hands with Jennifer, but Needy's a little jealous that Jenny's got eyes for Nikolai. Uh, but as this is all going down, fire breaks out! Oh, God! in what is probably the most comical fire death scene I've ever seen. Uh, Just people running out left and right. So many people catching on fire, which I feel like is a difficult thing to do. Um, It's because they're using all that hairspray to get their hair real spiky. That's how we get our hair closer to Jesus. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but in Minnesota,
4: from what I've seen, probably. Uh, I just I was very triggered because it reminded me of the incident in my kitchen last weekend. It's oh. very easy to catch things on fire.
2: <laughs> you are a master chef, and don't you forget it. So uh, next, you roasted
5: your arm just perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know what I maybe not over
4: dried, um, perfectly moist. You know- I, I, yeah. Oh, perfectly moist. I have to say, I maybe I like Jennifer. I know we're getting to this part, but maybe I too am a god because I'm healing, but but not fast. Like I'm real crusty right now, and there's a big dent in my hand. But I'm I'm working on it. Maybe maybe it was totally worth selling my soul to the devil. Oh,
2: look at you. The devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a puss to steal.
4: Uh, I was going to say, the devil went down on Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jennifer and Needy escape
2: pretty much unscathed from the fiery inferno, uh, but our good old friend Nikolai has some ideas of what they should do.
0: Jennifer. Oh, thank God. You guys are all right. I've been looking everywhere for you two it's, not, it's not dangerous out here. You want to head someplace safer, like my van? What? <laughs> I'm in survival mode right now, and I want us to get to a familiar place. And right now, I feel like that's my van. OK, this okay. one's in shock. Great. Are you in shock?
1: Let's go, Jennifer! Let's go to the van. I want to go to your really cool van, Nini. Let's go see his van. Why? Why should we? We have a Sebring. Let's just get out
4: of here. Out. I don't know why we have a Sebring. Why would we want to that go? Makes, it's, it's... That makes me laugh because my older sister in high school had a Sebring convertible, and she just thought she was hot shit until it kept breaking down every six
2: months. Uh, Sebrings are terrible. My sweet mother actually had a Sebring from uh, I, th- I want to say like 2000, like six or seven on for a good five year spurt, and it is just it's the funniest old person I'm fancy. Car, but not fancy. Like, it's everyone who owns a Sebring thinks just like. <laughs> i have a sebring well the rest of the world goes yeah shut the fuck up we get it (laughs) i i do love a sebring uh and for uh, dc 101 used to do fucking for years and years the sebring hunt every spring is was uh they would i forget it's roach in the afternoon drive would say uh he'd do send your pictures of your sebring topless ones are worth extra points and it was just always the sebring hunt every spring i i I love the cheesiness of a Sebring. I do
4: understand the thought process, though, because I have a convertible smart car, and I like driving past Hummers and being like, not only is my car economical, it's also very slutty.
2: (laughs) Hey, before you get rid of that smart car one day, can we just find a way to, like— Put a lift kit on it and put the biggest stupid tire so it looks like just a toy car. Just like, I want yeah. you to sit like 12 feet up in the air and look over at somebody in a Hummer once. was like, what's up, nerds? Like, <laughs>
5: rev your engine, try to race them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, was I say,
4: say uh, two, two things. The answer is always yes, as long as you're paying for it. Say no more. We'll take it out of the Quality Time Patreon. <laughs> yeah. And, and two, I do love in the summers to put the top down on my car, pull it to a stoplight next to say an SUV with black people in it, and I will be in my smart car blasting DMX, and they'll look over at me in my little smart car with the top down, on my beach badass. I'm like, oh no, this is bad as wrong. and I'll look over like. <laughs> Like
2: so <laughs> <set>. <laughs> if you had a dog that fit in a purse that would bark at people with that car, it would really tie the whole thing together. Uh.
4: I'm not allowed to have
2: live animals in my car anymore. We <sighs> just love them so much. Uh, I do, <laughs> I do like that, uh, but Needy is pretty worried that her uh, her sweet friend is going off in this windowless van. What a good friend.
1: Needy, just stop it. Just shut up. Uh. I watched her get into that van, and I knew something awful was going to happen. He was skinny and twisted and evil, like this petrified tree I saw when I was a kid.
2: Yeah, a petrified tree that plays Fallout Boy music. Am I right? Uh, that's the true stamp of evil. Um... So Needy goes home and calls her wet bread boyfriend, Chip, and uh, they try to get some information about the van.
1: They took her in their spooky van with the windows all blacked out.
4: Did you get the make and model?
1: I don't know, Chip, an 89 rapist. <laughs> She's still in there. We have to go find her. Who cares about Jennifer and those douchebags
2: <laughs> with their douchebag haircuts and their man scare? People just burn to death.
1: Jesus, oh, there's somebody here. I'm all alone. I'm freaked
4: out. Where is your mom?
1: Swing
2: shift. So she goes down to go check who rang the doorbell. She does mention that her mom isn't home, and her mom is uh, played by none other than Amy Sedaris. Uh, who, Jeremy, you, tell us, Amy Sedaris, uh, your love of her.
3: Uh, I watch her um, her crafting show all the time. <laughs> She's like sixty something, you know. <laughs> no, Amy Sedaris
2: uh, is one of your is in one of your favorite shows, Jeremy.
3: Yeah, Strangers with Candy. So, yeah, she is as the forty year old something going to high school. So,
2: I uh, I started rewatching Strangers with Candy. Have you ever watched Strangers with Candy, Miss Megan Graves? I have not. Uh, do yourself a favor. Uh, it is it's it's a show that features a, a young Stephen Colbert before he was a talk show host, uh, oh. and it is quite possibly one of the most. Cancelable shows you could probably have in 2021. And I'm not, I'm, I, I, that's not an understatement. I don't think Stephen Colbert wants people to know that this exists anymore. Uh, but really, it's Amy Sedaris's like great writing mind that put this all together, and it is a very funny show. There's one episode that I laugh so hard at that, uh, they, there's one of the teachers, Stephen Colbert is the one of the teachers, and he asks, um, Jerry, to find out if the new girl is retarded or not um and she's like I don't want to be a rat and see if she's retarded and it and she goes to consult another teacher and he was just like he was like oh Mr. Such and Such wanted me to find out a secret about what's her name. What is she a lesbian? She's like worse, retarded. And she's. <laughs> oh my and god. Then, and then he get, And then she. And then the teacher responds back. She's just like, huh, most of them are, and it is one of the. <laughs> in oh, one boy. minute, I've never. <laughs> I've never. I've never laughed so hard on a show that was featured on Comedy Central. Uh, <laughs> in that one minute, I was like, I was like, wait a minute, what? I just I was spitting I was spitting fluid and my my room was wet with it's with like
5: it seems like that that I really like thinking about the writing process and like the writer's room being like, Oh my god, this is the dialogue. Like, this is how people talk. This is gonna be so fun. Like, so many people signed off on that. Were like, this is hilarious.
2: Every every check is like this check, check, check. Nothing wrong and, here. And roll it. Uh, it is it is it is a very funny. But the the whole funny part is that the I don't I don't know. You have to kind of really sink into it, is that it's so clear that there's nothing mentally handicapped. With this girl, she's just the only normal person in this school of misfits and like weirdos. That they they just think it's like the idiocracy thing where it's like the smartest person is like, huh, "Are you dumb?" <laughs> like, it's it's basically the the running bit, but it's a great show. Wait, Strangers did with... I walk
4: in, walk into. Are we talking about my place and quality time?
2: <laughs> I... <laughs> no, we're talking about the great Amy Sedaris in her show, uh, who plays the mom in this. Uh, Strangers, Strangers with, with Candy. candy?
5: Yeah, I was uh, I was waiting for Ashley to get back because in Jennifer's body, the scene where Jennifer gets in the van and Needy just lets her go, Ashley would never let me get in a van mm-hmm. like that. She would potato sack mm-hmm. me over her shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I be had like, good night, night you know. gentlemen.
2: Yeah, she would you literally like, done her, that to me. She would go like this. She she would first knock you out, throw you over <laughs> her shoulder, and go, "This is my pussy," and then say like a, there a, a is slur. Photo <laughs> evidence
4: of me one night drinking with Megan. I'm I was a dick. I was supposed to drive us. Thankfully my friend Vance was with us. Shout out to Vance. And I was like, oh, shit, I've had too many Irish trash cans. I can't drive. Vance is going to have to drive. And without thinking, I just pick Megan up and hoist her over my shoulder and smack her ass and run out the door of Wood's End with her over my shoulder. Just (laughs) booking at full speed. And I was like, what kind of friend am I that I just kidnap her from having fun? But no, yeah, I would never I would never let Megan go off with a strange man unless he was super hot and well employed then i'm like baby you have my blessing you go you go make choices
5: you get in that van that man has you a 401k you get in there God,
3: tell me tell, a- me tell me tell me how he whips and chains you all night long <laughs>
4: oh no uh, so that, um I, i'm trying to process that one uh, <laughs> just it,
3: no, it's my it's my it's, of my, it's my, my favorite porno it's but it's gay it's called 50 shades of gay
2: there you go. Okay, I that see where you're at right there. That
5: is actually the name of my comedy special. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, you will. So, uh... She goes outside. Uh, We're at the part now where she goes to answer the door, but nobody's there. Uh, She does classic um, uh, horror movie tropes of investigating strange sounds within her house when she finally comes upon uh, sweet Jennifer who's waiting for her in the kitchen. Oh, God! And it is not fucking cool. Um, She has, like, blood all over her. Looks like she's been a victim of multiple stab wounds. And uh, she runs over to the kitchen and uh, grabs a rotisserie chicken throws it on the floor and starts eating it in front of her and this is where I really related with the movie more than anything because I have been there after a night of binge drinking where I just get I'm like I need this now and then my family comes down they say you have a problem I go you have a fucking problem and I uh, you know that's this part of the movie really spoke to me
3: Then you then you vomit blood.
2: Yeah, and then and then immediately I go yes. and I just <laughs> yeah, and I say I want this free chicken now, and then uh, I proceed to. Puke black uh, uh, tar at my best friends and family. Uh, a very fun scene. It, it, it had lots of shades of the, the Evil Dead, which is referenced throughout this uh, film. You can actually see it on the wall of Needy's room at one point. Um, I don't know, Megan. Would take us through this scene. How did you? How did you like seeing Jennifer uh, 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 in this weird demonic form?
5: I love the way that they did it i love that they made her horrifying and gross and the scene was so jarring like i feel like you can really feel needy in that moment being like you are my friend and i'm trying to take care of you but what the fuck is
4: happening right now (laughs) yeah megan's done that for me many times yeah
2: i (laughs) and and this is before you came on megan but uh um you know um Ashley actually said that she would hold your hair back while you puked like five pounds of, of black blood out. She would be there for you and hold your hair back.
5: She's done it many times, and I'm sure that she will continue. To, you know, who among us hasn't eaten a rotisserie chicken with our bare hands until we barf? You know, it's just, it's part of being in your 20s. Yeah,
4: Megan is a Megan is a good friend. I would do it for her. She lets me call her when I'm pooping. Like, she is the ultimate friend i i would i would trade my soul for megan ashley know. and i
5: really don't have boundaries we, don't. we might have at one point but they are long gone
4: Mm-mm. we're like a happily married couple <laughs> but we just don't have sex
5: <laughs> so so just a happily married couple <laughs> it hurts you didn't have to
3: say having sex <laughs>
2: So we uh I do like the scene now a, a fun fact is that uh uh um Megan um Fox actually for this role lost 15 pounds to play uh, so she could emaciate herself getting down to 90, Oh yeah
3: she really let herself go. She let yeah.
2: herself go. No she but she got down to under 100 pounds 97 pounds during the filming of this film so and then refused to go out in the sunlight so she could look more of like a tortured demonic uh spirit in
4: this in this movie. So you know shout out to I did to- the comp- yeah, I did the complete opposite when they asked me to play Chris Farley. They're like, we need you to gain like a hundred pounds and we need you to just stop caring for yourself. Do a bunch of cocaine, start sleeping with people for money. And I was like, I'm on it.
2: You had me at cocaine. Um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so she whispers into Needy's ear at one point, Are you scared? But as the sirens approach to go check out the fire, she disappears. Now, the next day, rumors about the fire and Jennifer are going around the school. Needy is still in shock, but Jennifer seems completely unfazed as she shows up. Um, She's still her same chipper self, just ready to put this whole thing behind her. Uh, Needy's obviously freaked out by this, uh, knew that she had to come. uh, She knew that everything that happened was real last night because she had to clear Piles of gore up all night. When we finally see Mister uh, Robleski address the crowd, and Mister Robleski is played by J.K. Simmons, and it is very unsettling to see him with a wig on in this scene. Uh, I find it—he's—he's he's just always I, that curly wig is just—it's making me uncomfortable.
4: Eric, can I can I stop you there? For yeah, a yeah, second? yeah. Go for it. Are you telling me you're more unsettled by the wig than the fact that he's missing a goddamn hand?
2: <laughs> Gotta be honest with you, didn't even notice it. <laughs> <Didn't> even, <laughs> the didn't wig was so it. distracting. It was so distracting. Are you? <laughs> I, I, hate know
3: that, I hate to say it was a little too obvious for people that didn't write really quite know actors like, Maybe it is Donald Sutherland. I can't tell the difference. I think it's Donald Sutherland.
2: <laughs> he does look like uh, like a young Donald That's Sutherland. That's
3: hilarious, Jeremy.
2: <laughs> Listen, it's because I only know uh, I only know J.K. Simmons as this.
0: Done. Spider-Man. I knew you two were in this together.
2: I don't know him as anything but that. So to see him as a soft-spoken man not demanding pictures of Spider-Man completely blows my mind. Uh, how, can,
3: how can you say that compared to Oz where he has... The guy from uh, uh, Wayne's World uh, being is... tortured as a sex slave in jail. So. I
2: forgot he is he is a monster in the movie Oz. Uh, but Ooh, he...
4: I loved seeing him in this because he had obviously worked with Diablo before because he was Juno's dad in in Juno.
2: That is true, but no,
3: he does. He said Juno.
4: <laughs> so, so uh, Mr.
2: Robleski does address the class about the recent tragedy.
0: We lost eight precious students. Including Ahmed from India, several parents, <laughs> and our beloved Spanish teacher, Senorita Erickson.
1: No way, Erickson ain't shit.
0: Now, more than ever, put aside your teenage concerns about who's a cool dude or who's a hoe. <laughs> we can't let that damn fire win.
1: It already won.
2: So, uh, I do. He's really showing his acting chops here. (laughs) Uh, By the way, if I ever address any of you with a speech like that, to say the wit's end burns down on a Thursday night, we all go, you know, Megan isn't there to save Ashley as she's getting dragged off to the fucking rape van. And I come before the comedy community, and I speak in that tone, I am now a demon, and I've been completely replaced. You can't trust me. I've been Donald Sutherland body snatched.
5: You walk in with the same wig on, <laughs> off of the same
2: speech. I don't have a hand. I've removed my hand. You don't know We notice. don't notice because the wig is too distracting. <laughs> so... uh. <laughs> Uh, sweet Needy, though, goes and tells Chip about what happened, and he immediately does the classic guy thing. I'm like, I think you're a little bit crazy right now, okay? Calm down. There's no way any of this happened. And uh, Jen, uh, Jen, there's no way Jen could have been pure evil last night. So uh, Chip says maybe you need to talk to a counselor and not burden me with your problems as your boyfriend, which is uh, seems like a regular male response, if I'm being honest. Uh, <laughs> I love when guys talk to me like that. I'm the gaslighting.
5: Like... <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm like, well, so
2: this tell me traumatic more how- thing,
5: <laughs> this traumatic thing just happened to me. Mm, I don't know. That feels a little crazy. It didn't happen to me, so
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> couldn't have happened to you. That
2: sounds <laughs>
3: ridiculous. It's like it's like I, like I explained in my man book on women. The uh, the first chapter is like, if a woman says anything out of sorts, just ask if she's having her period. <laughs> That's it, true.
2: Nothing That's can true. go wrong with
3: that question.
5: The absolute <laughs> worst is when you get asked that question and you are, in fact, on your period. I lie every time. I'm like, no <laughs> and how dare you?
4: She's not wrong. That Sometimes I am. Angrier. Yeah, she's not wrong. That makes me angrier when I get that question. And I'm like, just because you were right you know on what seven days out of 30 like good for you for knowing math good for your like, ratio
5: i might be you know a little bit exaggerated in my emotions doesn't mean you're not wrong i'm just being a little louder about it right now <laughs> my,
3: my my question usually starts like are you why are you upset that i didn't do any dishes and i came home at like 1 a.m are you on your period <laughs>
4: Yes, it <laughs> makes sense. It makes sense. Jeremy. I love Jeremy. I just want to tell you, I also love chapter three of your book where it's, um, did you stop taking your meds? That's a great one. I love
3: that one too. <laughs> well, ch- chapter four usually starts like uh, how not to get stabbed and moves on not getting stabbed very easily. Like if you wear those well, wire gloves and everything.
4: Well, your, your post of the of the book at the very end where where you give like your post description of everything i love when you go into detail about how everything that i'm feeling is my own fault i love <laughs> that so <much. laughs> Chapter
3: six, why is this pillow on my face this morning? So.
2: <laughs> why, why, can't, why can't I breathe through this pillow? And why, <laughs> why has life support been moved from my body?
4: Um, God, you ask the best questions, and it makes me realize it's my own fault I was not born a man. Like, Thank you so much for pointing it out. <laughs> I have
3: a very large clitoris.
4: <laughs> Two to three inches,
2: baby. So uh, next, we, uh, we also do get to me, Colin Gray, who's played by actor Kyle Gal- uh, Gallner. Uh, Kyle has also been in another great horror film. Uh, uh, actually, not a great horror film. Actually, I'll say a terrible horror film, the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, the reboot. Okay,
4: that's a terrible movie. You are correct. But I actually kind of liked him in American Haunting in Connecticut.
2: No, he oh, is I fun in about that. that
4: movie. That is a great scary movie.
2: He is he is good in that. It, it is good in that it kind of gets overshadowed because he that uh, uh, the the uh, haunting in Connecticut kind of came at like the whim when we also got uh, both of the uh, Conjuring movies like right after right. that. So it, he was kind of like on the new wave of that, and that is forgotten. He is very good in that. I take it back. I'll just shut up now. Um, <laughs> That's chapter seven. <laughs> so uh, Are you
3: on your man period. I
2: am. I am on my man period and the only thing that can fix it if I'm being honest with you is a little bit of fucking John Cena right now. So, uh <laughs> that's just, I don't know why I love John Cena. I I won't I won't You know what? I'm going to be unapologetic about it. Um Eric, you're being a real fake go. <laughs> So uh, Jennifer then goes to talk to Jonas, one of the football guys, who's still reeling off the loss of his friend Craig from the fire and uh, basically tells Craig that uh, the last words that he said is that you and I would be a fucking banging couple. And he totally buys that. And they go out into the woods. And as they're making out and getting uh, hot and heavy, we all of a sudden get to hear uh, these woodland creatures all start to surround them, which is generally a red flag for me, if I'm going to be honest with you. Like, if you attract every woodland creature, like your Ace Ventura 2, I'm a little bit concerned for my well-being at that point. But
5: so Don't look, kink shame people with Snow White fantasies. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I was going to say, look, Eric, it is not my fault that raccoons smell garbage and come running. <laughs> I can't do anything about the smell. <laughs> Leave me alone.
2: So uh, uh, we do get this little bit of audio as, uh, as uh, Jennifer is about to murder uh, sweet Jonas. Do you miss Craig? Of course. Well, you're going to see
1: your buddy really soon. What, you mean like in heaven someday?
2: No. Oh my gosh! She just, just fucking takes out her Joker teeth looking like Baraka from uh, Mortal Kombat and takes a giant chunk out of him. Uh I do think it's very funny, though, that Mr. Ro- Robileski is sitting out there and he hears the screams, he's like... <sighs> Kids just aren't getting over the loss yet, which is very, very funny. I do, I did enjoy that. Um, so uh, next, we see um, Needy hears a uh, low shoulder on the radio being touted as heroes, and uh, Mister Robleski finds Jonas's body being licked by a deer. Um, Mom then talks to Needy, who we mentioned is Jerry from Strangers with Candy, and uh, then we see uh, Sweet Jennifer. <clears throat> taking a little skinny dip to wash all the blood and gore off of her body as uh, she's swimming in the lake. Um, she actually did not do a nude scene for this, but wore a flesh-colored bathing suit because she is a lady. And, uh, Good for her. Whilst... Uh, After that little montage is over, we see uh, Jen calls Needy, uh, who's back into the swing of things um, now that she's fully fed. In fact, she's having the best day since Jesus invented the calendar, which uh, is a line from the movie that, that, you know— they say it's uh, it's funny, but yeah, he did. I mean, we go by you know Jesus uh, the the years of his uh, birth and death or whatever. We we started counting years, so that was the invention of the calendar, right there. I didn't really get that bit when I wrote that down, and now I feel stupid I, for bringing it up. I
3: I like to call it I like to call it anus dominé. <laughs> <laughs>
5: that's what they called me in college
4: <laughs> I I like to only chart my life with like BC because I consider anything before Chris Restivo um, the the better part of my life and now I'm in before family. Chris Restivo before Chris Restivo. <laughs> so uh she. Uh, we
2: also learned that Jennifer has the ability to just put a lighter under her tongue and instantly regenerate. So uh, the blood Iconic of, uh, scene. yeah, the the blood of innocence is really uh, helping out her, those smoking looks on her. So uh, who knew?
3: Um, I really wish at the end of the movie they just have a full five minutes of her cupping blood out of the kids. Uh... Guts.
2: Oh, uh, that's I the next kid it. that gets it. The next kid I mean, that gets it just as
3: good as like the end of the Cannonball Run series. That's so. what
2: I was thinking. I was like, you know what? This has some real good references to Cannonball Run, the Burt Reynolds classic. So
3: Or uh, the scene where she's like eating guts and like Dom Delouisa just can't stop laughing. So <laughs>
4: don't forget boys, Megan and I are under the age of 30. I'm
2: laughing at
5: Jeremy's. I know, I'm just like <laughs> nodding and smiling. <laughs> like I understand these references.
4: I know. I I only understand
2: it because I grew up with this gentleman who forced it into my brain. Uh...
3: <laughs> you know, you know she loves she really loves cupping and drinking blood. <laughs> <laughs> Love blood. That's what she
2: does drink. So... The coming days are filled with media coverage, village, uh, uh, and, and vigils. Everyone is numb, except for Jennifer, who couldn't be more happier. Uh, Mr. Robileski, though, addresses the class once again.
0: Before the period ends, I'd like to make an announcement. As you all know, today is the one-month anniversary of the tragedy at Melody Lane, then the murder of Jonas Cosell. Boring. As I was saying, Jennifer and Needy, I finally have some good news to share with all of you.
3: The members
0: of the rock and roll group Low Shoulder have decided to extend a helping hand to our community. As you all know, their song, Through the Trees, has become our unofficial anthem of unity and healing. And they have decided to release it as a benefit single. Three percent of the profits will go to local families who have been affected by loss.
1: What about the other 97%? I mean, that's just crass, right? Crass. It means greedy, exploitative, scummy. Low shoulder are American heroes? No, they're not. I was there at Chastity. They didn't help anybody escape the fire. I don't even know how that rumor got started. Rumor? Rumor? It's true. It's on the Wikipedia.
2: Got him. Uh, yeah, that there's a lot to unpack there. One, uh, you know, that we don't think we understand the word uh, crass, but more importantly, the defense of a fucking shitty rock band, which I—listen, we need to have an open discussion to shit on everything, and I didn't like that that lady stood up for a fucking bad band. You know, there's no way—there's never been some ultra—there's very— uh, I say never there's very few that there's any band that's altruistic they just play music to get laid most of the time you understand they, they there can't be any good bands really out
4: there i was gonna say i didn't do save our stages just to save the stages i really <laughs> wanted to fuck josh <laughs> i mean
2: who doesn't have you seen him he's a goddamn dreamboat god
4: he's so beautiful i wrote his thank you note the other day and i was like I am sorry that I sexually harassed you, but can you blame me? Hey.
5: But what were you wearing? (laughs)
4: Josh sent me a message
2: after Save Our stages. He's like, it was really nice to meet you. And I'm a, I am have a strong record of heterosexuality, strong record. I'm not saying it's perfect, but it's strong. And listen, every time I see it, my heart flutters a little bit when I get a message from Josh Kudurna. I'm like, he's so beautiful. Are you kidding me? Shut up. <laughs> he made- That's
4: awesome. Because like, while you're like, oh, my God, Josh Kuderna knows who I am. I'm like, why isn't Eric responding to my messages?
2: Shut up. I'm talking to Josh Kudurna and his fucking dreamy boy haircut,
4: okay? Get out of here, lady. <laughs> God, if I could book him for every show, even if I'm like, you know what? You don't need to tell jokes tonight. Just go out there and look pretty, toots. Okay. <laughs> hey,
5: fucking- that has been working for me so far. <laughs> Fuck-
3: fucking Eric Myers doesn't answer my fucking text anymore. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Woo he just hates me He just hates you. That's true. That is true. Woo! R. I. P. Bad sweet baby. Eric Myers. God bless you. Uh Ralphie I, May
3: hasn't answered my text in years for a dick.
2: <laughs> Did you guys see I don't know, did you guys watch Eric Myers? I don't know if you how well you guys knew him. Like I kinda knew Eric. I went to like high school with him and uh shit like that. So I, I knew I knew him for a very long time. And uh I watched his online funeral and As I'm telling this story, I realize none of you are going to know what I'm referencing and that this will be a joke only for Justin Schlegel, who's listening to this. Uh, But there is the church that he was getting buried at. I swear to God, literally ripped off the Undertaker's 1990 logo as as the symbol for this church with like a it looked like an Undertaker symbol. Anyway, roll that John Cena footage. I
4: didn't want to point it out. I didn't want to point it out, but, uh, I do have it on good authority that just like the movie mean girls, Eric pushed him, uh, cause there can only be one mean girl <laughs> in the comedy scene and it's Eric.
2: Oh, that's it. That's it. I did. I, hey, when Eric died, I did, I did put one post out cause I, you know, it's. what you have to do in this world when you lose somebody uh, of prominence like that. Uh, I did say I was uh, I was finally the number one Eric spelled with a K from Columbia, Maryland that did comedy. Finally,
4: (laughs) I did see that post and I was like, oh, man, I haven't even seen that Eric's comedy. And I know it's a huge loss.
3: It's like that Billy Joel song, Only the Skinny Die Young.
4: Oh, that is...
2: (laughs) (laughs) So... So, uh... After Mr. Robleski addresses the class, Jen looks really bad, like she's dying a little bit. Colin asks Jen out on a date, our sweet uh, goth guy from uh, Haunting in Connecticut. She says uh, she's not into what—he he asks her if she wants to go watch the Rocky Horror Picture Show. She says, I don't like boxing movies, which is, I think, pretty funny. Iconic. Um, and, <laughs> iconic. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but after Needy says, I think she's pretty," he's pretty cool, Jen reconciled. Considers and uh, she's also hungry, so she does take the date. Now, is this another thing that, like, if you're not really into a guy and like, but your friend is like, "Oh, I think he's pretty, pretty cute." You you reconsider? Is that a thing? I need to n- n- know as if these woman tropes are yes or no. You know,
5: it depends. Like, if I see a guy and I'm he asks me out and I'm like, eh, and then my friend is like, actually, he just got an inheritance. I would be like, oh, well. <laughs> Allow me to backtrack. So there are well, there are things to consider.
4: Well, I will say that, like, Megan has great taste, and, and I've picked up on that. So then, like, once Megan is done eating, she'll be like, hey, I couldn't finish my whole meal. Do you want some of this? And I'm like, I sure do.
3: What if he has really bad diabetes, and you know his blood's going to taste really sweet?
4: <laughs> I would still go out with Tommy,
2: but the best part about Tommy is the hardest thing to get over is that he can never look you in the eyes. And that is, that's a big (laughs) look in me in the eyes and tell you the truth. And he's
4: literally going, I can't. You have to pick one. This is my truth telling. (laughs) I would still, I would still rather be with Tommy. If he can't look me in the eye, than have to compete uh, with the, the, bloated ego of mike quinlan's large head. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'd be like look at least tommy can wear a hat <laughs> like that's all. So uh uh as the
2: the date goes down uh while while she gives her uh, um the what the fuck is his name? God damn it, Colin. She gives Colin an address to go meet her at, which she says is her house. Needy is having her first sexual relationship with Chip and uh Colin uh heads to Jennifer's house in uh what appears to be downtown Detroit. Uh is the best way to describe it. There's just it's just derelict houses with one that has the lights on. Uh or we could replace it with any part of uh uh West Baltimore too. I mean very, very similar uh, feel. Um, uh, but. Uh, he makes his way in following the sweet sounds of Akon playing upstairs because nothing says I'm about to get laid in 2010 like fucking getting locked up as in I'm locking up this fucking pussy as I'm following the sounds up here. Uh, she breaks our sweet emo kid's wrists uh, just as needy is getting a psychic link with uh, what's happening and I guess this is explained by the fact that she licked Jennifer's blood when she was a child and, and sucked her thigh
4: yes that's true but wait Eric you missed the part where before she breaks his wrists she tells him we can play mommy and daddy which made me super uncomfortable but I was like look if you're gonna play that game okay but you guys need to stop touching each other just like real parents and ignore one another (laughs)
2: Yeah, if we're playing Mommy and Daddy, if I know anything about that, that's when your wife uh, is says, it's fine, but you can only use the back of my knee, and that is what I use as—that's uh, what we call the regular puss these days. So um, you just fold over the calf like that and, boom, go to town. Anyway, uh, so as he's cyclically linked, it's, it is very funny that— uh, that uh, Chip thinks he's really huge and, like, hurting her, which is very, I think, <laughs> the thought of... Hashtag you know, like, every man. Yeah, hashtag every
5: man. The fact when she's, like, scre- or, like, screaming and starting to get horrified and we see his face for a second as he's, like, mm. listening to her making these noises, yeah. and he's like, oh, shit. Nice. I'm, like, I'm a man right now. Like, I'm giving it to her.
2: It all um, okay,
3: So you might use the calf, but I'm up to the second love flap which is one of the side flaps of her side of her body. So I
4: was going to say Jeremy play your cards right and you can fuck my back tits.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Come on my fucking vampire's widow peak. Come on my rat tail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, the
3: best thing is like when you rub against the zits on the back.
2: <laughs> i'm good i'm good
3: i am good uh
2: is it
4: bad when you can't tell the difference between dried cum and dried skin flakes i
3: like i like to say nibbed for his pleasure
4: so. <laughs> i don't know what this all means
3: this
2: is this is terrifying uh as a uh,
3: who- welcome to the dark zone My comedy does not go
2: I do, I do love though. This is the scene that Jeremy did mention though. I I think this is probably my favorite shot of the whole movie. Is uh, Megan Fox just using her hands like a ladle and just taking scoops of blood out of like that chunk of his torso? There, it's a very strong scene. Reminds me of the Mongolian Grill from uh, uh, back in the day. Great place where you could eat out of human torsos, fresh blood.
3: That's it. That's
2: all I got. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so Needy uh, leaves Chip and almost runs over the ghastly uh, image of Jennifer in the streets. Jennifer then Spider-Man drops on the windshield of her, cracking it all throughout. Needy then rushes home, crying from her mom, but uh, realizes that uh, uh, that nobody's home. She lays down in bed, and sure enough, Jennifer is there waiting. <laughs>
1: Get out
2: which is very, very scary. Uh, She then says that she doesn't bite, uh, but it it can't be true. She 100% does bite, and uh, she then goes and lays a big old kiss on Needy, and Needy just right away forgets the fact that she is a ghoulish figure that rips people's hearts out and could very well murder her at any moment, and uh, I will say uh, one of the hottest uh, uh, lady-on-lady kiss scenes I think ever captured on film uh no yes maybe ladies
5: this movie so I watched this movie when I was younger for the first time because there was a song by the band all-time low in it that was new and I was obsessed with that band so I was like I have to watch this movie they didn't play the song until the credits but when I saw that scene (laughs) that was like one of the first it like is vividly in my brain because it really did something to teenage me she was like oh we're gay we are yeah we are into that and also, are you telling me that if this Jennifer if Megan Fox, even if she's covered in blood, shows up in your bed and starts kissing you, are you really gonna care about how many oh, boys
4: she ate?
2: There's not one scene in this movie where I wouldn't fuck her. And I'm not I'm talking impaled with a flagpole. I'm talking giant baraka mouth. I could look past all of those things in a in a in a horny state, a hundred percent.
4: Look. I too have a fantasy that me and a girl named Megan are good friends (laughs) and we also find ourselves... In a sexually charged situation, we're like, we're such good girlfriends. Look past all the shit that I do. Uh, Actually,
5: we've done that like six times already. I don't know. Oh my God. Don't tell
2: me. So uh,
3: I think the only thing that could have made the scene better to make it a little bit more gay if she still had all that blood on her mouth.
4: Yeah, that would have been hot. That would have been hot. When they kissed Jeremy. Actually, Megan and I do do that. That's how we know we're like, oh my God, look, we're both on the same cycle.
2: Now, uh, uh actress Am- Amanda Seyfried uh actually did say that this is her and Megan Fox's favorite movie in their filmographies and uh she said part of it was making out with Megan Fox because they said she said that they have similar kissing styles and they really enjoyed how it was captured and uh it was uh their favorite part of the movie oddly enough so
4: I, again that's excellent casting means- yeah yeah, exactly. Like, Megan and I doing it is one of my favorites, but when I do it with you and Jeremy, I just feel sad. Yeah, because it, cause it's
2: like—
5: Tell about the chemistry. Yeah,
2: it's like yeah. Kiss, <laughs> kissing me and Jeremy is like just kissing dried glue that's just slowly peeling off in your hands. It's it's not a fun thing. It's I, I don't
3: brush my teeth often, so it's like kissing a toilet. <laughs>
2: Jerry Jerry is the urinal of Catonsville. Just to let you know, that was his nickname. Um, yeah, you know, my
3: my wife has like almost like karate moves when I go to like kiss her, and she's like putting her hand right in my face to avoid it as fast as she can. You know, like, ah! there's
4: there's just something about kissing the both of you that I'm just like mm, I can taste the sad. <laughs>
2: funny because it's true anyway so um next we, uh, we get to hear a little bit as uh, needy finally pulls away from all the kissing and make it out in her room to say what the fuck is going on here the fuck
3: is happening oh my god
1: needy i have <sighs> never heard you drop the f-bomb before you i saw you i saw i saw, saw i saw, saw that slow down, slow down. Slip, you sound like like... Bed. i'm gonna call the police uh okay why don't you narc me out I have the cops in my back pocket, needy. I'm fucking a cadet, remember? What do you want from me? just want to explain some things to you. Besides, best friends don't keep secrets, right? Okay, so you remember the night of the fire? I got really messed up. And those guys from Low Shoulder? Totally evil. They're basically like agents of Satan with really awesome haircuts.
2: Agents of Satan with really awesome haircuts, which really should be their band name, because that is a better one than Low Shoulder.
5: I love the way that they have her, like, describing everything. Like, I love the whole, (laughs) like, you know like head cheerleader kind of like dumb bimbo aesthetic Mm. like i am obsessed with that and everywhere i can find it and i love that somebody like put it into horror she's like okay so those guys totally evil (laughs) like they fully sacrificed her and threw her into a waterfall she's like and they have like good hair but like they're bad they're bad guys
2: yeah the hair is great the fucking murder terrible tacky um, <laughs> honestly so uh we do flash back to that night after the fire uh she asks uh if uh then she swears up and down that she is a virgin even though in fact she is not they drive her out to the woods and they decide to perform a little satanic rape ritual only problem is they don't have the right ingredient the virgin so uh i, I also do think it's funny that while he's going on about this he says he's like we just want to be some indie band, or we want to be like Maroon 5, which is very, very funny to me. Which, uh, <laughs> Maroon
4: 5 had to make a deal with the devil, because there is no reason they should be as popular as they yeah. are. It's it's like like there's they'd...
5: like no life behind that guy's eyes. Like, there's something... Yeah. He has the spawn of something else. I've His also,
4: tattoos are the most useless thing I've ever seen.
2: It's, it's it's them and Nickelback where I've never met somebody who genuinely said they're my favorite band. And i that's where the devil comes into play. You understand? That's where we've been. This has been thrust upon us. So,
4: Well, that's why when people are like, how is Ashley suddenly rising so fast in comedy? I'm like, do some black magic and stop bitching at me. I am
5: actually the one who was sacrificed by Nickelback, so you guys (laughs) can... <laughs>
2: Blame for that. Graves' body. The sequel. It's coming out. All we have to
3: oh, now. You just need to. We listen. want to be a rock star. We sacrifice the virgin.
2: <laughs> Ashley. All rock you need to star. do. Are you telling me all you need to do? All we need to have happen in this world is Ashley murder you so that we can be rid of Nickelback. <laughs> this is what's oh happening
4: my. right now. Oh my <laughs> God! Look, no, no, no. I would never murder Megan. What? I, what I think we're both trying to tell you is that Megan is already dead inside because again we both still do comedy so if <laughs> Megan ever writes a book Megan please call it Empty Graves Oh Empty
2: Graves Very I nice. started a
5: book in college called Too High to Cry which has <laughs> the, the same energy
2: so <laughs> <laughs> So uh Nikolai I think
3: when they when they sacrificed her they also sort of uh, had a rap version of like we want more money than Matchbox twenty.
2: <laughs> oh. So uh Nikolai does get it that their shitty music can't make it on its merits alone, they're gonna need the power of Satan to make it happen.
0: Do you know how hard it is to make it as an indie band these days? There's so many of us We're all so cute, and it's like if you don't get on Letterman or some retarded soundtrack, you're screwed. Okay? Satan is our only hope. (laughs) We're in league with the beast now, and we have to make a really big impression on him. And to do that, we're going to have to butcher you and bleach you. And then Dirk here is going to wear your face. Relax. I'm kidding about the face. The rest is going to happen, though. You know what? Maybe we'll write a song about you. I think as a fan, that'd be pretty cool, right?
2: And I got to be honest with you. The worst part would be to have a Nickelback song written about your murder afterwards. I have to say, that is actually the biggest injustice of all things.
5: Photograph was written about me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Look at this phone graph. No. Yeah, we're actually, for Satan. Yeah, we're
4: Nickelback. That's weird Megan you got a song too because mine was this is how you remind me
5: (laughs) (laughs) That is actually like one of the scariest murders I don't know about scariest but like the scene where they do actually sacrifice her is one of the most unsettling murder scenes because they're just so cavalier about it. And like especially Mm -hmm. when he starts singing like the scene where like she actually gets stabbed is so scary. It happens just in the middle of it, like it's not expected.
2: God, don't ever murder me to the to the tune of <laughs> 8675309. A number that doesn't even work in our modern society. It's been since the late 90s since we've already had 10-digit numbers. Ugh,
4: God. <laughs> no, agreed. I did make a note that said to be murdered to one of the most annoying songs ever. What a tragedy. But no, Megan is is right. Maybe it's because we're women. I don't know what you guys think, but I would say I very much agree with Megan that the idea that they care so little for your life like i've read some transcripts from like what happened in missoula montana when those um rugby players assaulted and raped a girl like just this idea of just like i don't care that you're a human i don't think you're a human
5: growing around around you like it's very much like their bonding experience and like just the utter hopelessness like you know at that point that you're not going to be able to convince them not to you like that it, it even goes beyond like they aren't even doing it because they have like some sick desire to kill you. You're literally just like a pawn for them to get ahead. Like, yeah, it you're wasn't
4: on the to do list.
5: It's not even personal. Like, the murder wasn't even that you were like targeted because of who you were. It's just like, you're the closest virgin we found. And like, me and my bros are like having a great time and like, stop talking. You're annoying us right now. No, like, it's so you're heartless.
4: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I felt the same level of uneasiness, but then I had to turn inwards and be like, how many times have I done this to an open micer And been like, look, I'm on a schedule. I'm going to fuck you because I need to today, but then I am leaving in 30 minutes. Like, let's wrap this up.
2: I think that's, uh, I don't know why that this, this scene in particular, and uh, uh, there's no real bit behind it, but if you guys are familiar with the show Breaking Bad, there is a there's a scene where um, in the last one of the last it, I think it is the last season. It's where Hank Schrader, you know, um, his uh, Walter White's uh, brother-in-law, is about to be murdered by that gang, and you see kind of like Hank's demeanor is just like I don't really give a fuck because, and then and you know Walter pleads for his life, and he's just like, are you? Are you fucking dumb? They've already decided to kill me. Everything you've done is just lost yourself a million dollars in the whole process. And uh, I think that's that is very much a. I think that's that's a man thing where you just realize the like you realize I was like oh these guys have already decided what their decision is why there's no pleading with this this is just how it's going to fucking play out at this point which is uh, I. I I kind of I kind of love that about Hank where he's just like yeah you're not getting anything out of me. They decided they were going to kill me the second we dragged him out here. There's no ending to this that isn't murder at this point. And uh I I, I it reminded me a lot of that but it's just like as I guess somebody who um I just I, I guess it's like the opposite end of somebody just thinking, Oh, I can talk my way out of this, like, nah, you ain't you, there's no talking out of this. It's it this well, is it. It's fucking just gonna I, be you're horrible. right.
4: I think there's something to be said about potentially why we see more male serial killers versus female, which is again like another great thing in this movie, as far as like there tends to be I don't really know the science behind it, but I think we tend to see less female serial killers with the idea that women tend to be more nurturing, tend to be more sympathetic, more understanding. In general, it may be harder for a woman to, to bring herself to take the life of another person. Whereas it seems to be like the male perspective is very much like I can dehumanize you very quickly. It's very easy for me to not see you as a person.
5: I think it was kind of like, I don't know if it was intended, but it's also kind of like a good metaphor for like the entertainment industry. Um, the way that, like, men will treat women in order to, like, help each other out, like, it's almost like a fraternity in the sense, like, especially something like stand-up comedy, where, um, like, if you're with a one woman at an open mic, sometimes everybody just, like, one person makes a joke about you, everybody's making a joke about you that night, like, it is, they are bonding over you, so it kind of, like, pushes you out, and like, and you get stepped over for their own advancement, so it was kind of, like, throughout it you can kind of see and they do it in a really funny way where they're just like we're going to be the best indie band ever okay but that's how like some people fear like I'm going to be the best comic ever okay like I don't need you I want to kick you out so that I have more room for me
3: wow. I agree with that that's the thing in the comedy I always uh, find the worst comedian I can find to hang out with so I look really awesome
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, that's kind of why I joined the podcast <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding.
2: (laughs) No, and that's I, I listen. I I I'm I'm guilty of that. I love fucking shitting on on people and everyone and uh, making a joke at somebody else's expense just for making it. And uh, but I, I also I I never shy away if I am the person who is the target of that joke. Like I I know that no joke goes away and that it will be fucking called back all the time. So I I personally uh, I, I I fucking kind of love that shit i do i mean and maybe yeah i probably didn't think about how it affected the people around me and if i'm going to be honest with you i'll probably uh not change in any way and make this a thing that ever changed my life can i Uh,
3: I say can i say something (laughs) i've noticed this week on life finder which i i kind of remembered is that when you play my music and it's that bad i realize that my music has actually been weaponized to cause people pain in the brain.
2: Yeah, yeah,
4: that's what. That's so. the point of it. Jeremy. I actually like your music, Jeremy. I just get annoyed whenever your brother blasts it at a hundred percent, and I can't fucking focus that's, because my ears are bleeding from the loudness. that uh, uh, if you
2: if you notice when I start a song, I often put it around my my. I take my oh. headphones off so I can focus on Don't what I need to it. do because. Oh, uh, <laughs>
3: My 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 dream is to someday find out that my music is being played somewhere in a dark room in Iraq as Iraqis are being tortured to death <laughs> listening to that music for like hours on end with like a strobe light in the room and like... They're hearing like 13 ghosts over and over going, I will tell you anything! Don't make me listen to this music. I will tell you where the IEDs are. Jerry,
4: that's happening now. Do you know how often I've been waterboarded with dudes come to their like Dingleberry, Dingleberries, Dingleberries, Dingleberries? And I'm like, I love this song. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, diabetes, yeah.
3: Whatever makes the bukkake a little easier—that's so, what I uh, cry for. It
2: does. So uh, Jennifer then makes her way back after that, and uh, she she's the one who actually kills Indian Ahmed. Poor Indian Ahmed—he lived through the fire and then just. Gets fucking uh, uh, murdered and is her first feed right after that. So, uh.
3: Thought that towel would have protected him from a giant fiery beam landing on his head.
2: Yeah, 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 because he does get a fucking giant beam drop, dropped on his head. That's, uh. That is, that is true. So, uh. That's ironic. So after that, she leaves and jumps out of a fucking window after telling Needy all this. But the next day, the school deals with Colin's death. Everyone's just numb at this point. It's been just you know when there's just so many murders, you can't even feel it anymore. But Needy goes to track down Jennifer. Um, uh, what the secret to Jennifer's power at the library? And after a brief montage, she realizes that she is indeed a succubus. Now a succubus is a mythological creature from uh, uh, also in, in Christendom and Judaism which is a is a demonic figure that that lures in the men and then feeds on their souls solely sucking them dry and um, now, uh, but. Oh, well,
3: I just had the biggest deja vu.
2: Did you? Fuck you, wow. brother. Is this part of the, you mentioning the deja vu also it's the deja vu? The is that hitting you? The incubus and the incubus. The yeah. su- oh, you were just thinking of the band Incubus, also another band that has used the power of Satan to get where they were.
3: I guess. <laughs> okay, so she also are they the, are they the one that sing the uh, "I Want to Be a Rock Star" song? No, no,
2: they're not. Uh-huh. That that would be the great. Um... I don't know. I got nothing. So uh, she also learns that the only thing that can kill a succubus is a blade to the heart. That's how you take care of the beast. So she goes to tell uh, Chip about all this demonic transference and all this and that and uh, that it must feed on flesh but she wasn't a virgin. but of course in classic wet bread chip mode he does not believe her and says takes it as she's breaking up with him because she doesn't want to go to the school dance fucking what a piece of shit um so uh Meanwhile, while everyone's getting pumped for homecoming, uh, Needy is the only one that wants to stop a very hungry Jennifer who's going to go there and see this whole thing as a buffet. Uh, Jen tries to nab Chip before he enters the dance outside of the school. She chats with him and says this here.
1: Needy and Colin were intimate. And by that, I mean they were porking on a semi-regular basis. She and Colin were doing things that you have never even heard of. Okay, total varsity moves.
2: They were doing the Alabama Hot Pocket. Have you even heard of that move before? It's where you fucking heat up your dick in the microwave and then shove it
4: inside of her. It is ridiculous. But that, that sounds lovely. <laughs> that sounds weird because the only hot pocket I know of is when you shit in somebody's fold out couch and then you fold it
3: <laughs> were, they, were they doing something crazy like he was having sex with her from behind?
2: <laughs> yes, yes, that's something crazy wild. like that. No, uh, that's gross. Hey, Tommy, Tommy messaged me last night and he said he was on the Happy Hour podcast. There's a point to where I'm getting here. He said uh okay. that they have a new um uh challenge where you have to guess what the sexual uh uh position is and the one that he like like it's always these foul things from um uh uh urban dictionary like what is this sex move called? And the sex move for that he was given was the Cleveland turndown and he nailed it without having to look it up uh does anybody have a guess what the cleveland turndown is so we can steal a bit from another podcast
4: well i know what a cleveland steamer is am i kind of in the right ballpark
2: yes you're you're gonna take an element from the cleveland steamer and then make it the cleveland turndown
4: the turndown Mm so i don't know what the turndown refers to i'm assuming it involves human
2: shit that, that you you have one part you have an element the, of it
4: the turn down i i don't uh, eric i don't know guys like breaking
3: hopefully. it down like latin language or something yeah, is yeah, there yeah. like
4: yeah. a is there like a physical
5: like move i'm in my brain i'm like seeing like a windmill motion <laughs>
4: happening <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
5: but i don't that's as far as i've gotten on it
3: all i can think of is the 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 show with cleveland in it the black actor slash uh, (laughs) cartoon and and cleveland the town which is like worse than baltimore and and detroit (laughs) all right the
4: cleveland steamer right is where you shit on your partner and then Mm -hmm. you rock back and forth
3: (laughs) yes
2: yes so uh no, well, the the Cleveland turndown uh, refers to the Cleveland part, which is shit. And then the turndown is in turndown service that you would get at a hotel. So it's where you turn down the service of having sex, and instead you shit on the sheets and then turn them over to hide them and then leave. That is the Cleveland That's, turndown.
4: That is yeah. also called the Ashley Irish goodbye. Uh, <laughs> um, but... <laughs> I'm just like, I'm going to give you something to remember me by. And then I just shit in your bed and hide it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like a feral cat. Oh.
5: Um, and then you're like, no, I'm pretty sure you did that. Like, I would never do something like that. That must have been oh my God. You.
4: Yeah, shit in your bed. I'm not an animal. Like, no, totally <laughs> no, gas, when you gaslight like them into else. thinking they shit in their own bed. Oh my god. The oh my god, Megan, we could gaslight dudes into being like, I didn't shit in your bed, you shit in your bed. Yeah, it was honestly
5: really gross and I wasn't gonna bring it up, but like if you keep accusing me, I will tell everybody.
4: Yeah, like the fact that guys think we won't do that to them as well. No, when you said Cleveland turned down, I just assumed that it would be like, would you like me to shit on you and you turn them down and you're like no thanks and that's the end of the story. But I
2: I will tell you my guess was like when you ask for a Cleveland steamer but you already have a ready turd and you fling it back. You know what I mean? That's what that's oh, the way yeah. I saw it. But oh, yeah, I was wrong. I was wrong. Um we can invent that one though, moving forward. So, I don't uh like that. She uh she nabs up Chip right after that and takes him to the sexiest place possible in abandoned swimming pool with nothing says I'm ready to get laid than an overgrown what then taking you to Poison Ivy's hideout. Like that's kind of what it looks like. And um, uh
4: Boys, I don't wanna give too much away, but essentially you've now seen inside my cervix. <laughs>
5: swimming pool water in this scene haunts me like there's nothing more horrifying to me than being in like deep murky abandoned water with something that's trying to
4: not be killed by me
2: yeah that's
4: again Again, let's take our friendship to the next level oh (laughs) so
2: you've been to jeremy's pool very interesting um
4: (laughs) that's awesome the call (laughs) is coming from inside the pool So your, your pool reminds me of Starbucks cold brew. <laughs> so,
3: uh. It's naturally green, really dark green.
2: Yeah. It's natural. <laughs> It naturally but if looks, you pour at
3: least like five or ten gallons of chlorine, you can actually see the bottom again.
2: The I like it because Jeremy's pool looks like it could also turn you into the Toxic Avenger. And that's an important quality I look for in any swimming body of water. It's, it's going to make
4: me a little person? <laughs> it's
3: probably, probably the worst yeast infection you could ever get.
2: Oh,
4: Jesus Oh, you'd Christ. be surprised. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she then... Uh, like
3: after you... You have like brine shrimp coming out of your vajay. So. Oh, oh, Jesus God. Christ.
2: So, uh, she, uh, uh, Needy rushes to the to help Chip and get him out of this situation. And she sees that she's just uh, Chip is getting gnawed on in his neck piece. And she immediately jumps into that fucking murky pool like fucking John Cena and then goes over get- fights him off.
3: Can can we mention the scene of just her running to try to save Chip? yes yeah. Which would have really gone <laughs> better if they had, like, a...
2: I need a hero! <inaudible> I need a hero!
3: I love that Bonnie Raitt.
2: So. Yeah. So, uh... But uh, as they're fighting back and forth, she's able to mace her in the pool, and she starts fucking levitating up out of this bitch. And, uh, and uh, it, here, here we go. Here's a little audio from that. She fly.
1: She's just hovering. It's not that impressive. God, do you have to undermine everything that I do? You are such a player hater. You're a jerk. Wow, nice insult, Hannah Montana. You got any more harsh digs? You know what? You were never a good friend. Even when we were little, you used to steal my toys and pour lemonade on my bed. And now I'm meeting your boyfriend. See, at least I'm consistent. Why do you need him? him? Huh? You could have anybody that you want, Jennifer. So why Chip? Is it just to take me off? Or is it because you're just really insecure? I am not insecure, needy. God, that's a joke. How could I ever be insecure? I was the snowflake queen. Yeah. Two years ago, when you were socially relevant. I am still socially relevant. And when you didn't need laxatives to stay skinny.
2: Went too far. I am
1: going to eat your soul and
2: shit I you only murdered boys. I go both ways. Whoa! Um, and that is how I always interpreted the term, I go both ways. Uh, As
5: so. you said, that's what I mean when I say I'm bisexual.
4: <laughs> I was, I was I'm murdered. Megan, Megan and I have encountered a snowflake queen ourselves. You know what I mean, Megan? <laughs> <laughs> a woman that's easily threatened. When do you meet those? <laughs> I, can think, I,
2: I picked can think up of a couple. I picked up. I picked up the pun. I picked <laughs> up the pun. Um, was smart. So uh, as they're fighting back and forth with Chip's last effort, he impales her with a pool skimmer. Uh, which she then replies, "You got a tampon?" Which we've all been there before. What
4: woman doesn't have a tampon? What a dumb question. The <laughs> gonna...
5: dialogue in this movie is so fun. Like I just the whole like a hot teenage girl, but also like she's a demon. I just, I'm obsessed with it.
2: I'll um, say,
4: Eric has a very exciting future ahead of him with two daughters.
2: <laughs> uh, so, listen, hey, I feel, by the way, very comfortable buying tampons. It doesn't bother me at all because I actually bought them for myself for a long time. True story. Uh, when oh, I was, please. I played rugby for 16 years. And uh, during one year, I had broken my nose really badly. Uh, during a practice, I got elbowed in the chops so bad that, like, my whole nose was like flattened and I slowly pushed it back into the place. Still, have trouble breathing through it from time to time, but it would bleed all the time if it got tapped and I never stopped playing while my nose was broken, and I found that the best way to stop it from uncontrollably bleeding was to just buy the smallest tampons that I could to fit up in my weird nose, and I would just doom, boom, boom, and just let those bitches fill up with blood during a game. I'd pop them out, let them bleed a little bit afterwards, and I was allowed to play. So uh, tampons, um. great for nosebleeds.
4: I never heard this story. I thought you were talking about when you used to shove them up your bussy. <laughs> Shh. I told you that in fucking combat I think it's like a
1: history of
5: tampons <laughs> that they used to be used for bullet wounds.
4: Like, oh, really? Hmm. They I still say, yeah, they still say in combat they actually carry the non-scented ones, like the standard ones from OB. Because, yeah, if you're 100% correct, Megan, if you get shot, they still to this day will put them in a bullet hole. It
5: is like a mad effective absorbency tool.
4: I just
2: imagine the guy who's the tampon salesman, he was like, yep, it can handle bullet wounds or fucking pussy blood, you name it. How many of them and it's going kind to of put you down for, CVS. Uh, you show up and you're
4: like, what kind of gun did you get shot by? It depends on the flow. But like, oh, you need a super absorbent plus.
2: Oh, that's a fifty cal. You're going to need the big ones. <laughs> Here, <laughs> and then he just pulls out this brawny fucking paper towel-sized tampon that he has, fucking, that you could swing around like it's a buoy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, Jennifer then flees out the window with this horrible impaling wound and, uh, Needy has a fucking teary goodbye to her wet towel boyfriend, Chip, uh, Jen then goes home to watch uh, a little Tony Little and uh, circle the boys in the yearbook that she would enjoy eating as she lays down for a slumber. But as she is fucking sleeping that night, we get to hear sweet Needy, who's ready to fucking finally kill Jen, burst through the window, and then uh, comes at her with a fucking box cutter and uh they start levitating through the air going back and forth um and it's odd that she chooses a box cutter cuz i feel like it's not the strongest stabbing item
4: it's a good slashing item um, wait we all agree though how funny that is right that she chose a box cutter yeah, yeah the whole
5: dialogue there too where she's like from home depot god your butt <laughs>
2: <Like, laughs> i love that too <laughs> It is it is a very uh I, I do think it's funny that uh, you know, like have you ever watched Buffy the vampire slayer? You know, that there's stakes and things for this. So, you know, she's a she's a very early on demon slayer, so she's learning the ropes here. So,
3: She's no Christie Swats, and I'll tell you that right now.
2: <laughs> she, she gets to a point where she rips off the BFF chain as they levitate in air combat, and she finally plunges the box cutter deep into Jen's heart. Where she then says, "This my tit.
1: No, your heart."
2: Trick question. A tit is a way to my heart, if I'm being honest. So um that is
5: that's the dialogue if somebody hot comes on my
4: chest. <laughs> my tit. <laughs> no my heart. <laughs> Did you,
2: you didn't come on my tits, you came on my heart.
4: <laughs> it's me every time. That's what I say when I actually fall for a guy, Megan. I'm like, oh my god, you may have physically come on my tit, but you emotionally came on my heart. That was my favorite I part can't of get it the, out of my hair.
3: That was my favorite part of the notebook.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Who says dead? What Hillary's do You dead? want? I'm on my chest. <laughs> of
3: course, of course she couldn't say anything cuz she was already dead.
2: Oh, Jesus Christ. Um so uh Next, we see that uh, just after that happens, ne- uh, Jen's mom walks in to see her murdered daughter now stabbed through the heart. Uh, Needy then gets thrown into the fucking psycho ward as they uh, as she pulls the knife from her torso.
3: The mother goes in. She's like,
4: "My hot ass fucking daughter's dead." No, <laughs> and, can't make another one of these. I'm too old now.
2: <laughs> so, uh. Needy in the insane asylum where we're taken back to the beginning of the movie contemplates uh, what has happened.
1: I don't know who Needy Lesnicki is anymore. I'm a different person now. A person who uses curse words and kicks orderlies and sees things that aren't there. A very bad, very damaged person. But sometimes change can be good. For instance, most occult scholars don't know this, but if you're bitten by a demon and you live, you just might absorb some of the demon's abilities. You just might get lucky for once in your miserable life.
2: And as she does, says that, she starts to levitate as a Chris Angel would, uh, fully cross-legged, and then uses her signature move, a standard front kick, to bust out the window and free herself a la uh, 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 One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And uh, she's back on the fucking streets once again, and as she's walking around, she finds that the, the hole where the knife that uh, uh, sacrificed Jennifer uh, is just floating alongside in a drainage dish. She goes and picks that thing up and then gets picked up by a lonely hitchhiker with a fun cameo role in this movie Lance Hendrickson, most famous for playing Bishop from the
3: movie so Aliens. Why you headed east?
1: I'm following this rock band.
3: Huh. Must be one hell of a group.
1: Tonight's going to be their
2: last show. And as they peel off, they roll the credits. And then we get to see a fun little uh, uh, through stills while the uh, song's playing. Uh, Low Shoulder getting murdered by Needy, which is uh, a good closure to the film. Is Needy now the devil? I don't know. Is she just half demon? But it's a, it's a fun ending to finally see Adam Brody get fucking chopped up at the end of the movie. I like that probably the most of all this. Um, I think
5: it's, it's so funny that Adam Brody was this in this movie, and then he also was in Promising Young Woman in the beginning. Yes. as Like, the creep. So, I mean, if we're just looking back on, like, Chris D'Elia's acting track record, somebody <laughs> is seeing something in Adam Brody. <laughs>
2: That guy has murdered a woman. (laughs) (laughs) And and that brings us to an end of Jennifer's Body, uh, a great film, uh, not a box office smash, but has found its way into the horror community as a cult classic. And uh, I, I I love a cult classic. You know, as much as I love a blockbuster, like a poltergeist or something like that, or... This is uh this is an appropriately great fucking film, and uh, I'm excited that it is in the lexicon of horror. Uh, Megan, what are your final thoughts on uh, Megan's or I'm sorry, Jennifer's body?
5: Uh, I love it. I think that it has gotten more popular the longer it has. Like, I feel like in like 10 years, it's going to be even more popular. Like, I think it is like a cult classic movie where it's like. The longer it goes, the more people are going to look back on it and be like, this is a fun, campy, gory, gross horror movie. Um, I love the the twist on it of bringing in, like, teenage girl lexicon into it. Um, and I like the, the whole, I mean, the most iconic line from the movie is arguably, like, I'm not killing people. I'm killing boys.
2: Yes. And- yeah. Which is, I think this is the first... Like all female written and directed movie that was just handled without the respect I think it deserved. Because there's other, there's been other great woman revenge films like I Spit on Your Grave uh, comes to comes to comes to mind but these are all written from a male perspective this is the first one that really uh, uh, I think got the all lady treatment and it's a great fucking movie that uh, plays on the same horror tropes that we all know and love so um, yeah I think it will be uh, be revered and uh, it's something that um, you know I think Megan Fox and Amanda Seyfried will look back on and be like yeah I was fucking part of that and it sucks that that it wasn't, like, a giant blockbuster, but I think it was uh, ultimately... Like, when I say a movie's important, sometimes it feels forced but this is the perfect one that's like that just came a little too early like if this movie had dropped in 2021 it would have been a fucking blockbuster immediately absolutely we we weren't
5: ready for it back then
2: yeah but we probably weren't ready for it back then but sometimes things like that have to
4: happen before we're ready for them and uh, I I was gonna say I think we get we get other great pieces because a movie like this came out when it did yes true that.
2: Jeremy, give us the male perspective on it,
4: please.
3: Um, Well, you know, at the end they drive off to uh, that whole song and, you know, she is the ultimate demon of rock and roll Courtney Love, but uh, since they were since she was with Lance Henriksen, it would have done a lot better if they drove off to the Terminator theme. Dun, 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 dun.
2: Ah, dun, dun, dun. I like it. Another great, uh, another great female lead role in uh, in Sarah Connor. Um, now. um... I will say that the movie Jennifer's Body is actually derived from a whole song uh, that that mentions, uh, I think, the song Jennifer's Body by Hole. That's where the name of the movie came from. I Uh, I
3: kind of feel the name of the movie is sexist, just saying Jennifer's Body. I think if they had named the movie Jennifer's um, Demon Soul would have been much better.
2: I agree with that. I agree with that. Ashley, your final thoughts on Jennifer's Body?
4: Um, I think it's a fantastic movie. I mean, the biggest thing I took away was whenever Jennifer says, I need you hopeless. And I'm like, that is how I treat every relationship I have with a man. <laughs> What
3: what are relationships unless they're hopeless? Fuck that shit. Yeah. yeah. How
4: can I break you down if you still think you have a shot at being happy in life?
3: Like if after <laughs> a year we both don't want to die from being close to each other, fuck that.
4: Uh, yeah. I want I want all the time in the world to make you wish you had never asked me. <laughs>
3: Like those two minutes we have to fucking face each other in the morning before we go to our jobs <laughs> to get the fuck away from each other. Fuck that. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> we got to spend the whole fucking weekend together. Oh my gosh. Kill me now.
2: A me-
4: weekend. Let's talk about eternity.
2: Oh no, that's not how marriage works. It's still death do us part. Anyway, Megan, where can people find you at, love?
5: Um, I have, I'm on Twitter. Um, and I have a Twitch stream, so my Twitter is it's Megan Graves. My Twitch stream is Big Honkin Caboose. Uh,
2: so what I'm happens on, on the fans. Twitch stream? So no, I, 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 I will get to the OnlyFans, but like the so Twitch, stream, a Twitch stream, Twitch stream. What happens? What happens on the Twitch stream? What do you play? What do you do? What's what's the video gaming stuff that happens there? Because I'm interested in the Twitch stream, and I sell me on it.
3: Please tell me so, that you pretend to have turrets uh, <laughs>
5: Nope. So that is still wide open for you. Damn it. Um, <laughs> I have so far played uh, all three Bioshocks. I'm almost done with the third one. I stream Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays unless I have like an online show or something. Um, I started playing Dead Space. So I kind of like the horror games and it's just me toddling along through it and getting startled. And it's a lot of fun. It's I'm having like I was gonna play these video games anyway, so I was like, let me try streaming it. And I have almost a hundred followers now. So wow. I guess you could say I'm a professional gamer.
3: So let me guess 98 pigs making bad comments on your chat. So
5: honestly, the people on my Twitch have been pretty respectful so far. Like it seems to be like, you know, regardless of what they may think of me, they have been pretty cool. On the actual stream.
2: Hey, by the way, I'm I'm very excited. So I just got into watching the Twitch streamings. Okay, I I started with uh, Sweet Brian Preston who does um uh Absolute Terror, where he also plays like horror video games and stuff like that. Uh, May I throw a suggestion? Since this is in your wheelhouse, you know, I finished Dead Space. It's one of my favorites. Okay, so I'm glad that that's the current one you're playing. I'm I'm going to tune in personally to watch and chime in because those are that's one of my favorite game series. But um, the uh, I'm playing a game called Visage. Have you heard of Visage?
5: I have watched my friend play some of it. That is absolutely horrifying. It is. It is such a scary game. Like Dead Space is okay because it's like, it's I, there's like an objective in Dead Space. So like yeah. when I get startled or an alien jumps out, like it is scary, but it's. I can handle it. Visage is just like the creepiness and the eeriness that comes with it is another level.
2: It taps into a psychological place where it makes you feel like you're crazy and I don't Mm -hmm. like to go there. And I personally have to have a couple shots of bourbon before I have the courage to play it with the lights out because it is... And there's something about how bad the, the controls are for it that like... You can only get kind of good at using the controls, and then you're like, "I think I got this," but not when something bad happens. I'm not confident. It it, it's, it has a clunkiness that actually adds to the game. It's very it's very uncomfortable. So I uh, I would suggest that's if a good you, word for it. Yeah, uh,
3: <laughs> It's I, an I,
2: uncomfortable game. Oh
3: god! I just started Wolfenstein New Blood last night. <laughs> Thank you. And sure. and flat out four. <laughs> And I started, uh, what was the other one? Uh, Dishonored 2. Uh, but I really got bored with aliens isolation because you're, you don't shoot anything. It's all about hiding. Although I know, I think you eventually get a, a flame thrower, So.
2: Okay. All right. And now you were you let me f- go ahead and finish the rest of your plugs. You have an OnlyFans that people can go and find you on.
5: Yes, I do have an OnlyFans. Uh, my name on there is Holly Foxtrot, if anybody is interested in seeing me naked. Um, and that is, those are my things. Those are my things for now. Comedy and video games and nudity.
2: Hell yeah.
3: Hell can, yeah. Can, can I suggest renaming your, your OnlyFans and just say... No. You- no, you cannot. <laughs> just... just, just, just... Just tell everybody that you're actually Mary Padian from, uh, Storage Wars, so. Oh,
2: Mary, I don't even know, I got no part of that, Jeremy, and I like that. I like Jeremy also does this thing, he's like, can I ask this, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter what your answer is, he's going to say it anyway, but he's like, no, I did the respectful thing before that, it's fine.
3: <laughs> uh- <laughs> she she kind of looks like Mary Padian if she actually had a brain. I don't. I love Mary Padian,
2: so. Oh, okay, fair enough, um. So, yeah, check all that shit out, all the things Megan Graves, Holly Foxtrot, get that. Fucking, listen, if you're listening right now, fucking subscribe right now, even if you're not into it. Just fucking do it. Um, Ashley, where can people find you at, love?
4: uh people can find me on social media at ashley pontius laughs you can also uh catch me with uh eric april 10th uh we're doing a show together and then you can catch me may 1st doing a show in Harrisburg.
2: yeah this is the first show of april i believe so yeah come and check us out we're 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 fundraising for a show and by that We're also raising our own funds, so make sure you come out to that. Buying a ticket not only helps a Little League football team, but also helps put bread on Daddy's table and Ashley's table, not Jeremy's. Fuck him. Anyway, uh, all things Eric Comedy at ericcomedy.com. Eric with a K, comedy with a C. Um, Clickstore merch and all that shit there. Jeremy, take us out of here.
3: Damn you, Megan Fox. I knew you were always Spider-Man.